<sighs> we have so much to talk about today, Ted, but um, I want to talk about a little bit of news, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Read me the headline. I'm ready. I have read it before, but I think we need to read it for our audience. Obviously, we're talking about uh, this statement here. Production for the Barbie movie began this year in London. Yeah. <laughs> if I know our audience, and I, I don't, besides Marvin, they're probably, like you just did, uh, puking at the idea of a movie about a Barbie doll. I mean, come on. Like, what are we, babies? Well, are, are Not, we? Can of worms. Shouldn't have said can that. Can of worms. But, the Barbie movie, bad news. Not for daddies. However, give me the rest of the headline. Allow me to read on. Please. Barbie is one of many Mattel properties on the burner for feature adaptation. Projects based on The Magic 8-Ball, Hot Wheels, Polly Pocket, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, and the throwback dolls Chatty Cathy and Betsy Wetsy are all in the works. Yeah. And this is good news. The untapped resource and brand recognition of toys and games and game movies that have not yet been made shout out the marvel universe this could be a whole new mcu i feel 100 percent agree ted i have nothing but respect for our superiors in hollyweird nothing but respect but the fact of the matter is how many more batman and joker movies can they make maybe 10 i would say yeah 10 or 11 there's a lot more to explore there of course oh totally baby batman teenage batman batman and joker in sort of a version of like get him to the greek and they drive in a small van and they learn lessons about each other and maybe they stop in a small town they get chased out by hicks batman and joker this is 40 or the 40 year old villain turns out batman's never made s no no and joker's got a wingman him joker's got a wingman him with the riddler and the, and the penguin all of which is to say i think we got a lot of good years of batman and joker action coming but eventually the well is going to run dry and i figured at that point it would just be movies over yeah well what else is there but this announcement is so exciting because no need to worry we've got at least another 75 years of movies just from the world of games and toys absolutely the mind reels the stories the background you know they say they're gonna make a movie about the magic eight ball he's divorced i assume yeah but he's sort of spunky and cool and his ex-girlfriend the pez dispenser you know she's off with a yo-yo constantly and he's just like staring through that window and that yo-yo is walking the dog if you know what i mean and the eight ball's just in that window the magic eight ball's in the window and he's just saying is today the day they invite me in shake 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 not likely Yeah, I mean, it writes itself. I have always been haunted by not knowing anything about the Operation Man. Yeah, did he survive? Fade in. Doctor, we got a man in here. He's got too many bones in his body. You got to take him out. Hold steady, my good man. You cut to the nurse and the nurse is like, what is he doing? He's been drinking. And the other nurse is like, he's the best doctor we've got. And this man needs these bones out of his body now. He says, but he's drunk. It's the only way I can forget about my wife. Now hand me that scalpel. This is going to be murder. We can't do this. And the other one says, don't worry. I've run electrical wires through the man's body. So if his hand slips from drunk, we'll hear the buzz. And that way we can keep him focused. Strap the electrode to my posterior, my good friends, for I'm going in. I want to know about how the Monopoly man gets arrested for securities fraud. I'd love to see the game Twister reimagined, but like the movie Twister. So they've got to do all these bending things, but they're eating steak and eggs for breakfast the whole time. 
I think that the Twister board has is is cursed or blessed, depending on how you look at it. And like every time they touch one of the dots, it cr- something happens in the real world. So you touch the green dot, and it's like a rainforest burns down. Yeah, touch the blue one, and a tsunami hits Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Like they're gods, and we're their playthings. I want to know about Slinky back when he was just a cylinder. Yeah, I think that the Slinky was at Machu Picchu. And I obviously want to hear the see the backstory of the Rock'em Sock'em robots. I mean, presumably they're divorced. I think they were together. Yeah. Yeah, and now they've got to navigate having a son. The game Sorry, like who is saying sorry? I, I imagine it's kind of like a, a long, drawn-out drama. Mm. Like they're both too proud to say it, and then finally they do, and then that's where the game came from. What about Pogo Dads? The story of the Pogo Stick? Just just imagine this for a second. There's a bank robber. They're saying, get down, get on the floor. I'm going to blast your brains out. Don't be a hero! Don't be a hero! Boing, boing, boing. What's that sound? Boing, boing. Skadoosh. Suddenly, there's about six bouncing men with beautiful helmets on. And they're just like doing tricks and the pogo sticks flying around. And, and they're jumping up on the counter and they're going, woohoo! Yeah! Yeah! The robber's like, what is this? Hey, you stop. And he holds up his revolver and the pogo guy just like boings it out of his hand. Pogo coming to summer 2024. Yeah. All of this is very exciting. And yet I think we both know that they're just not going to have the bees to make the movie of the game that most needs to be brought to life. Don't wake daddy. No one is brave enough to make this game in this era the game couldn't get made the no, game the couldn't, game get, couldn't made get made ever again it's hard to imagine there was ever a time when anyone thought i better not wake daddy he's resting he's taking a gd minute like imagine a world in which people were saying don't wake daddy i literally can't i can imagine a game now called wake daddy yeah or slap that bad dad. Lie to daddy? I could see that one being a game. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be sort of like uh, words with friends. Or you know what I could see? I could see a game actually called Don't Wake Daddy, but it's wake in the sense of like an after a funeral, like dad has died, don't throw him awake because you don't respect him enough. Yeah. There's a dead dad in the middle of the board game and you have to go around him not talking about him and not even thinking about him. Or I could imagine one that's like cards against dad manity. Here's something you would never do to a dad. Oh, one player said hug. One player said kiss. One player said respect. Respect. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Ha 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 Remarry. Give a fourth chance to. Let watch. Allow back in cabin. Acknowledge. Wipe away tears while he cry in fetal position. You know, and Ted, I think you mentioned pogo sticks. I think you're going to have your big banner movies like Barbie and the Magic Gate Ball, who's always watching, and yep. and the Jenga boys who always lie on top of each other. Shout out Bronson and Stefan. Mm-hmm. But then eventually, you know, we got to get down to the B-list characters, and I think that's where we can really get into the fun ones. Like, I'd love to watch a movie about bowling ball. Just a bowling ball. Yes. A bit of a Hulk character, I imagine. Frisbee. The Frisbee is like a hard-boiled cop, and that's how he turns into Frisbee? Yeah, I think so. Look, I think the flagship IP that I'm most excited about, and I think is not B-tier, I think it's actually up there with your Iron Mans, is Polly Pocket. Polly Pocket Extended Universe, yeah. You know my deep respect for Polly. I know, yeah. Polly Pocket is where dads go to dream. I've spent a lot of time with Polly myself. When not allowed in the cabin... There was always a world I could go. Yeah. I want to throw something in in here. It's in her name. The first part of her name is very clear. Polly. Mm -hmm. What's the second part? Pocket. Who has pockets? Everyone. Everyone. What I'm seeing is 
Polly Pocket in the great pockets of history. Like the same way with Forrest Gump, he just is there for every moment that every boomer considers important. I think Polly Pocket is like that. She's wearing a McDonald's t-shirt, just like Forrest Gump. It's a wonderful way to put brands in there. I do think she's an eternal being. Yeah. She's in the pocket of the pharaohs when they're like, what shape should the pyramids be in? And Polly Pocket's like, make them a triangle. Old Ramsey's advisors are like, did you just hear a mouse? And Ramsey's like, forget that. Make it a pyramid. I just came up with that myself. And Polly's like, actually, it was me. It was me. Shut up. Shut up, Polly. And then all of a sudden, we're like just in a pocket. And I think we can really linger in the pocket. Like you just sort of feel the, the heat, you know? I think like it's hot. And then she pokes out of the pocket. Turns out she's in the pocket of Teddy Roosevelt right when he gets shot and she catches the bullet. Not today. And she jumps up and grabs... Yeah, throws the bullet throws back. Throws the bullet back. And I think the question is, what does she feed on? Fear? Or dreams. Yes. Boom, she's in the pocket of... General Patton. And he's like running through the forest. And she's like, one behind you, General. Take this. Yeah. Thank you, Polly. Yeah. And then she kind of goes up to his ear and just goes... Yeah. Sucks up his dreams. Yeah. I think she's there when LBJ is getting sworn in after JFK got aid. Yeah. She's on the in the pocket of the church committee. I think she's in the pocket of Obama. She's like, you should give everyone health care, but make it an insurance policy instead. That's number one, a good idea. Thank you, Polly. Yeah. And here's your dream. And away she goes. I think she's maybe having a thing with the Magic 8-Ball, too. Shout out you. I Well, obviously, my version of Polly Pocket, which I think should be canon now, is Polly Pocket and Bean Dad. I found a cannellini bean and drew my face on it. I've sent you the, the, I've sent you the videos I made of the two of them. Yes. 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 And yes. Uh, yes, you have. And I don't you haven't sent them to anyone else, have you? Um yes, I haven't sent them to anyone else. But I think Cannellini man and Polly could get up to all sorts of hijinks. Maybe she's having a thing with the magic eight ball, shout out me, and Cannellini man is watching through the I I um I didn't know. I this is a lot. I'm starting to schwitz. Should we start the show? Yeah, let's start the show. This is Tap Talk, your That's number right. one spot for Tap News information and gossip. We got a really great show for you today. But first of all, Ted, how you doing, my D? My my dad? Well, hi there. I'm host number two, Tep Ted Steiner. And I'll tell you what, Tim, I'm excited about today's show. We really have planned so yes. much for you guys. And I hate to start the show this way, but I want to start with a little bit of a me culpy. Um, so a few weeks ago, we graced our dear listener and despised friend Marvin with an ad for his cell phone repair business in the mall because he's our only Patreon subscriber yes, and he wouldn't stop you, whining Marvin. about it. So you're welcome, Marvin. And also, yep. Mikulpi, we did go off script a little bit and say that any listener to Tep Talk could get $100 back on any purchase. Yep, we said that. Tep Talk guaranteed. Yep. Yes. Now, look, Marvin, I'm sorry you lost all that money. Mm -hmm. In my defense... I didn't think anyone listened to the show besides you and your son-in-law. And also, in my defense, I didn't care. No. So bad news, Marvin, you lost a bunch of money. Whatever. Your father-in-law will bail you out. But Silver Linings iPad, the good news is... That means we have listeners. That means we have listeners. 
Someone has to have listened in order to rip you off, Marvin. Do you not see how great that is? It is your loss and our <laughs> gain. And you're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. And I have a theory here. Yes. I think that the algorithm that governs podcasts has a thing against dads. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, we know this. You put dad in the title of any video, TikTok, Reddit thread. Immediately, the algorithm will crush it. Unless, ironically, the video is dad watches while wife gets In which case... That gets boosted all the way to the top of the algorithm. All the way to the top Reddit front page. (laughs) Those kinds of videos are everywhere. But if you post something that says, dad wants love, dad shares his knowledge, dad feels his strength for first time. Sensual start of the day, dad relaxation for the stressful dad. 12 hours of chill beats to dad to. Zero views, zero listens. But of course, boosted to the top is dad stuck in door watches style and cries shut up by the way i thought you did a really good job in that video thank you yeah i actually well you know i even added a few little bits to my lines i wondered about that yeah. I, there was some ted pathos that came through that i was like bronson is a visual artist not a writer he could not have written this although he does write short stories too doesn't he i'm i'm glad they left it in the edit too you know because i my original line was like oh wow 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 there they go there they go I'm a little doggy, and I'm so sad. And then I added, sort of like the end of Blade Runner, where that guy did his whole monologue, I added my own little monologue, which was sort of like, they laugh at me, yet I don't mind this. Why? Because like drops of rain on a desert, this quenches a thirst so deep within the soil that part of me sings for the joy of nature. And yes, I am stuck in a doggy door. And yes, I am a dad, proud, round, and lodged here, forced to watch my wife And I mean by these massive stallion-like Pumping pistons into my brain, and yet I am close to the source, my friends. I am Icarus, nearest the sun. And will my wings melt? Maybe so. And what a heavenly fall back to earth. Stuck in the door am I. Lodged this doggy daddy. Like the 48-hour man, James Franco. I must sever my arm to escape but yet for these 48 hours I shall enjoy where I am and that is my truth and Brunson left the whole thing in well first of all shout out Brunson Brunson's an artist he knows art well, he knows, he knows art, art. right yeah exactly and I, I also think that Uh, They probably left it in because what they were doing was pretty distracting. So most of the attention was on them. Right. It was sort of mumbled. And by the way, can you just maybe, if if you do talk to Bronson and Stefan, first of all, say, nice job, great video. Second of all, uh, make sure they don't block a new OnlyFans subscriber, not a dad 65. Okay, I'll put it to them. I just know they're very, like, if they get a whiff of certain people on their OnlyFans, they are quick. I mean, shout out you. I know you were blocked for a long time, and now you're in them. So, you know, it's like... Tables turn. That's what tables do. The thing is, you know, I bring a certain thing to these scenes that they can't bring. I take my role very seriously, and honestly, 
I don't. I think I'm part of the magic. I don't think they can do it without me now. Well, shout out the Malgorithm. Mm-hmm. The Malgorithm reigns supreme. Did they want you in their videos? No. no. But everyone else does. So the algorithm says they like to see you getting, you know, humiliated. And I wouldn't say that quite. I'd say they imagine themselves as me in this situation. You know, some people need that sort of stand in. If you sort of look at Stefana Bronson, it's not always easy to imagine yourself as them or Sarah. I mean, that's that's a, no. I couldn't well, even imagine. Right. If I happen to see a video of someone pouring hot milk on an iPad, that's not, <laughs> it's not weird. It's not that I want to see, the, it's not that. I like to imagine I'm the iPad. Yeah. Or the milk sometimes. I mean, I don't know. It depends. Uh, speaking of which, have you seen Frappuccino meets iWatch? <laughs> no. Is that one? Who, who does that? Oh, same guy. How long does he hold the watch in the frap? No, oh, it's a little while. Anyway, we shouldn't talk about this on, on live. Yeah, no. We've <laughs> but a lot of people online can imagine themselves as me, you know, stuck in the doggy yeah. door up the tree. In traffic. In traffic. Sort of a driving Miss D situation where you're in the front and they start going in the back. Yes, sad dad chauffeur. And, and shout out Marvin, by the way, at the cell phone repair stand. Yeah, uh, that was a bit of a cool location shoot. Yeah, I thought um, Marvin kind of ruined the vibe a little bit for that one, just with him running around going, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then when the security came and Sarah and Stefan and Bronson got out of there pretty fast and Marvin obviously kind of had to take the heat. And so, you know, shout out Marvin. You kind of ruined the video. Yeah, and you're welcome, Marvin. Yeah, you're getting a lot Lot. more business now. People want to see the location for dad gets head stuck in bucket while wife gets self on repair stand yeah so that's me i mean it, look it's been a, it's been a very creative time for me in a, in a number of ways i'm really stepping into my um i guess i'm stepping onto the planks of actorhood in so many ways between barnacle boy and then sad dad it's really been a whole new thing for me that makes two of us ted i mean i am look the role of a lifetime mother Absolutely. like i didn't absolutely Talk about method. Here's the funny thing. If I had gone down to the local repertory theater and said, oh, I hear you're doing Gypsy. I'll be Mama Rose. Mm-hmm. They would have and did say, what are you doing here? Wait a minute. I know you. You're the one that's supposed to fix the internet and destroy the computer lab. Get out. I wish that Carol and Roger could see me now because I am mother. Yeah. I'm mother. Yeah. And guess what? I'm very believable. And before you say, well, yeah, it's easy to be mother because Mr. Pendleton's a mommy's boy. No, no, no. Mr. Pendleton is the harshest critic there is. He lets me know very clearly when I'm not playing the part well. And down to the cellar I go. This is something's coming to me, Tim, here. I'm listening. I am feeling. And the universe is moving through me. And I am inspired. I think you and I have been thrust. And I mean thrust. Shout out to fun. Exactly. Onto the stage. Do you ever have this moment like the scales are falling from your eyes? Yes. And you realize that there's been something blindingly obvious in front of you the whole time. And yet for some reason, you were just incapable of seeing it, even though the clues were always there and you've been dancing around it. Sometimes even acknowledging it, but not letting yourself acknowledge it. Ted, who are we kidding? We need to do a play. We do need to do a play. Absolutely. And to our credit, we've done a play. Mm. 360 Theater Experience, Get My Wife Back the Play, 
was fantastic. I'm not going to lie. It was groundbreaking. No, it was really good. It was kind of dragged down by Groovin DS. Shout out Darby. Yeah, he did a bad job. We were sort of failed, as we can only ever be. But I think the problem was, Ted, it's just like, shout out Stravinsky. Shout out the R of S. People weren't ready for it. No, they weren't ready for it. It was too... Yeah, a little pretentious, I guess. Yeah, look, I think a lot of people, when they start theater, they look at it yeah. and they're like, well, here's all this POS old stuff. I'm going to break the rules. I'm going to drop the curtain. I'm going to break the right, fifth right. wall. I'm going to get out into the audience and I'm, I'm just going to like lick people and I'm going to horse around and howl like a dog. I'm going to scream in their faces and F out the S's. And then I'm going to go up to the guy who holds the curtain and I'm going to just shake him. Shake, shake, shake. And this is all well and good. But we need to go back to basics. You can freak out the squares, but if you really want to affect the world, you have to reach the squares. That's how I always think. Yeah, totally. I think we've grown a lot since then, and I think that it's more about taking on like something just a bit more mature and something a bit more straightforward, I want to say. Yeah, I agree. Something sort of classic. I think you and I could put on an excellent, excellent version of Daddy Courage. By Bert Brecht. By Bert Brecht. I think I know exactly what it is. Yeah. Hamilton, but about Steve Jobs. Yeah, that's it. Classic, but also daring. Musical, but also very lame. Steve Alexander Jobbleson. Was. Was. What's going Oz? We'll have to work on the lyrics. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm seeing this right now. I think, you know, all life is a stage. I think you're so right. And we do need to get, we do need to get to the tep today because this is obviously, last week's scam episode was huge. I think scams, if I could see the data, I'd say the scams probably fell, I don't know, 40% probably. Yeah. Or raised. I don't know. But we both have the bug right now. Mm. Not the, not, I don't, well, I don't know about you. I also have a cold. I might have Karuli, yeah. But we have more importantly, the acting bug. And I just want to say to listeners, don't worry, Ted and I are not going to abandon Tep in order to become famous actors. Not yet. Although, you know, I've had the chance, maybe. If uh, Carol and Roger want to give me a call, obviously, I think I've proven myself. Just ask Mr. Pendleton, how's mother? And he'll say, doing very well. Very well. Yeah. Ted, have you had any more Angry Bird dreams recently? Yeah, a few. A few. I made me think of you, actually. Oh. Were you trying to send me any messages? Well, no, I just, they the birds, they're not. Look, Mr. Pendleton loves his little fur babies. That's what he calls them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's apt because he actually, I didn't say this, they're not licensed angry birds. He did make them. Oh. Out of fur. Right, okay. They are very clearly the angry birds. Red one, yellow one. You got, you know, he's got even a few pigs there. Are they just normal birds painted? No, I don't know where the fur came from because it's not feathers. Okay. It's fur. Interesting. I don't, look, mother never asks. No, no. <laughs> mother I'm... never asks and a son never tells. <laughs> exactly. You know, mother wouldn't know. But they, you know how things can take on a certain tenor? Like you can walk into a room, you know, a million times in your life and then all of a sudden there's just something terribly wrong with the lamp? Yes. Yeah. We know this. No, we, we know, know this. this. Spaces are variable. Shout out spaces are variable. Yeah, shout out the tower. And so I just, I try not to go in the Angry Birds room as much anymore. I just didn't know if you had had any information from your end. Well, yeah, look, on my end, the birds, they're there like usual, but they're in a big box now. And they're oh. flap, flap, flapping, trying to get out. I mean, anything to you? Um... Not really. I mean, I guess I think MacBook box would be my first thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Probably not worth thinking too much about, but it's just, you know, you know how like you put something somewhere and you wake up and it's somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is 
Tep Talk. This is Tep Talk, and we've got a great show for you today. It's all about how to not update your phone if your phone is an older than iPhone 8. Yes, and spoiler alert, you have to update it. You do have to. Yes. Oh, no, Ted, the book, the book. Oh, we got to talk about it, don't we? Speaking of things being bad and ominous, 100 Bum Ways to Be a Special Dad. Yes. You know the whole thing here. If you're a regular listener, we've been going our way through Vicky Bassiner, Krista Lansky, Lansky's book called 101 Ways to Make a Dad a Special Dad with all her suggestions. And we're going to be counting them down for you. We have to do it or else bad things will happen. Shout out what happened to you in that video where you uh, went to the museum. Dad is petrified at National History Museum. Yeah, you won't believe the size of these bones. That one was a little surreal, which I didn't mind. You turned into the rock at the end. They sort of knock on me with that little fossil hammer and they had to pre-record me screaming and then they superimposed it over the top. Yeah. All right, Ted, should we just knock a few of these out really fast? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. This is the next one. It says... Planting a tree, bush, or houseplant? Make your child your official gardening assistant and work together. Continue to work together, watering, weeding, and watching it grow. Uh, shout out to Fawn. And your growing thing, shout out to Fawn, will be permanent testimony to the time you spent together. I mean, frankly, Ted, this sounds like the descriptions of one of your movies with Stefana Bronson. Yeah, it really does. Dad's just trying to garden while gets plowed. Yep, that was that one. Or Stuck Up a Tree. Yeah, one of the originals. Uh, I guess for this one, I want to say... This is a book called 101 Ways to Be a Special Dad, not 101 Ways to Be a Lame POS. Who in their right mind is hanging out planting a tree or a bush besides for a uh, short film? Let alone with their son. I mean, recipe for disaster, Vicky. (laughs) You want to get buried up to the neck and have honey poured on your head and then the ants come? That is what's going to happen. Also, shovels, spades, picks. (laughs) Bad suggestion, Vicky. Boo. Next one. This one starts with a question. It says... Doesn't every dad read the comics Yes. yes. to his kids Oh, no. in bed on Sunday mornings? If you don't do this, you're missing out on one of fathering's greatest pleasures. It's never too late to start. Ted, I'm of two minds about this. Because part of me says, Vicky, first of all, how dare you tell me how to live my life? You don't know me. But the other part of me says, as mother... I do read the comics in bed with Mr. Pendleton on Sunday mornings, and it is fun. Interesting. What's his favorite comic? Family Circus? He, well, he's very particular. You know, Mr. Pendleton, he's, you don't run a motel unless you're very particular, have attention to detail. So he doesn't like Family Circus because of when the grandma's a ghost, because yeah, he says okay. he's, seen, he's seen too many ghosts. He doesn't need another one in his life. And he says, I don't like it when Billy leaves that trail around the house. Mm. Next time I see that trail, I'm going to know where to find him. Mm. He likes Marmaduke because he knows, he claims to know Marmaduke in real life. Oh, okay, cool. And so that's kind of fun because he can give me the backstory. Like, yeah, that didn't really happen like that. Marmaduke knew that that's what they were asking. He, You know, like, he's not stupid. He knows that. And then other times he'll just get really angry about it. So this is, this could, this could be a winner here, Vic. But, point counterpoint, Emmett has drawn some comics of you and that's very painful. Well, that is very painful and I've drawn some of him. I forgot about your guys' zine wars. Yeah, yeah. He had obviously had his zine documents of a stepdad despair and i had my zine 
Tedden series Ultimate Revenge. And they were getting a revenge on a corgi, but you know, you could tell who the corgi was meant to be. Well, it's like those political cartoons where it's like thinly veiled who they're supposed to be. It's like, you know, John Arbuckle and Garfield, obviously Clinton. Clinton. So I guess this goes both ways. Like, yes, by all means, if you have a lovely son like like I do with Mr. Pendleton, then reading the comics can be a wonderful and even sometimes existentially exhilarating experience. I've been having a nice time reading the comics to Gareth in the morning. Oh, see, here, okay, Vicky. Yeah, he see, because Gareth doesn't like to look at the comics, but he likes to know what's going on. Tell me what Calvin says, Dad, but don't tell me what he looks like. You must never show me Hobbes's visage. I don't understand the joke. And you say, well, it's high and lowest. There isn't a joke. And he's like, shush now, my beautiful man. But it's a nice time to spend a morning. I guess I give this one a thumbs up. Vic, I think this is a point in your column. I'll give it to you because Vic, Vicky needs a win. All right, let's do one more. This one says, set aside an extra set of simple workshop tools and materials for your child to use while you are working with your own tools. Shout out to Fawn and Bronson. Extra mm. wire and wood, a screwdriver and a hammer can be the basis for wonderful creations. Yeah, well, slash a classic father's trap. And it says, teach your child the names of tools so that he or she can assist you by handing you what you need. Emmett, hand me the Cheez-Its. Corey, give me that Frappuccino. Emmett, don't throw that florinator at me. Emmett, stop. Stop it, Emmett. Stop it. Stop it. Look, I'm already seeing some problems here, Vic. First of all, I don't know the names of tools. There's the cutty one. Hitty one. Measure one. Turny one. The spin machine. Metal claw. Big metal pincher. Small metal long pincher. Sticky sealed goo. The nails big daddy. Yeah, and lube. Lubricant. Yep. Lots of lube. Yeah, so first of all, we would be exposing ourselves to ridicule, Vicky. You should have thought about that. Second of all, I just want to say, I mean, look, every dad tries to make himself useful around the house. And every dad got, quickly learns that Fails. that is a failure and it's only going to make things worse. Look, I put a hole in the cabin wall so we can mount an iPad in there. That way, while you're making your coffee in the morning, you can swipe, 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 or I can swipe, swipe, swipe on this hole. Oh, get out. Get out of here. You, you drilled a hole in my wall. Etc. 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 You know, I'm going to build a shelf to display all my trophies, and the only thing worse than the shelf is the is the trophies that you get from your son, world's biggest yeah. loser, number one disappointment, most likely to be divorced. In conclusion, Vicky, um, building things is first of all, I don't know how. Second of all, when I do, it just invites ridicule, and third of all, it's boring. So zero. Yeah, it's bad. And so get out of here, Vicky. Thank you for your suggestions. Uh, we have only probably 85 more to go. All right, Tim. All right, Ted, let's get down to the tap. Let's talk about updating your phone. How to do it and how not to do it. So say if someone, just hypothetically, yes. Tim, I want to pose a question to you, a very, very hypothetical question. Say sure. someone, um, for whatever reason, I guess maybe they're a POS for doing this, but maybe they also have like a really good excuse. Again, hypothetical. What if they possess, through no fault of their own, an iPhone 7? Yes. And they're still on iOS 13, even though 14 is out and their phone keeps nagging them about joining the 14 Club. However, this hypothetical person knows that if they do that, their iPhone 7... It's going to be so effed with superfluous data updates. 
that it will not function anymore. Say this is someone that we know, say some POS, again, hypothetical. What would you, as a tech expert, say to that person? Just, I'm so curious. Well, I guess I'd say it's hard. Thank, thank you. I mean, yes. Shout out Darby and shout out his, his grief podcast. Here's something I'd love to hear him say. It's okay to be afraid. Right. You know, and it's okay to say, if I admit this to myself, that it's time for my phone to be updated right. and to, to die. It's, it can feel a lot like giving up. And in a way it is giving up. It's giving up the illusion of control. And that's not a bad thing. It's, a, it's about accepting, uh, okay. it's about accepting yeah. within yourself the fact that none of us want to D, but we all have to. True, isn't it? The destination is death. Always. Yeah, here's a bit of a life hack. It's easy to feel like you are being pushed from birth onward, but in fact, you are being pulled towards death. Mm, interesting. And you know, like, at the end of the day, like, why do we fear updates? Because we fear the last big update that God has for us. The final, longest update of them all. Look, I mean, no one knows where diseases come from, but I do. It's God updating you to a system that you're not compatible with. Yes, exactly. God says... Hey, I really think it would be good if instead of uploading photos this way, you uploaded them this way. And you say, okay, but I'm afraid that if you do that, it's going to cause my whole body to destroy itself. And God says, yeah, maybe, but I do mm -hmm. think it's still good to just do it. And that way we do know. It. And then, you know, inevitably, some people just don't make it. And God says, yeah, but the ones who did make it now can use reels. To every loading wheel, turn, turn, turn. There is too much data, data, data. A time for downloading, a time to crash, a time to take photos that don't get backed up, and a time for every phone. Yes, it's scary. Some things are going to change. There is a fear in letting go. And that is true. But in a way, this hypothetical person is allowing their phone to be free to reach its ultimate purpose. Yeah. And I, and I want to say one more thing to our hypothetical listener here. And this has been a fun show, but this is rather serious. Shout out Pet S. Sometimes dead is better. Yeah. We like to think that living for eternity would be this wonderful thing, but imagine living with your memories for that long. You'd go nuts. I mean, it's all there in the Polly Pocket movie. Does she live forever? Yes, but she is yes. an evil, evil character. Right. Feeding on dreams is just not okay. It's too saturated in other people's stuff. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the Polly Pocket movie, I didn't want to spoil the ending, but like by the end, she's sort of um, swollen with dreams. Shout out Akira. Shout out Tetsuo, yeah. And there, there's a beautiful scene at the end of where she begs with one of the Rock'em Sock'em robots to just put her out of her misery. It was too many dreams. Where do I begin and they end with multitude of minds coursing through me as a throbbing membrane unto which I shall succumb. In my final moment of lucidity, I make this choice kill me. 
and Cannellini man's like, that's my GD wife. Don't you touch her. They're like, he's got to go too. Jason Statham is there. He's Chatty Cathy. All right, out of my way. I've got a lot to say, but right now I'm going to shut up, right? And the Rock'em Sock'em robots are like, we've got this, Cathy. Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. You've been so busy rocking and sucking each other and essing and effing Betsy Wetsy that you've lost what it takes. And they're like, stand down, Cathy. It's like, like I will. And Kathy does this, like... Runs up the wall. Roundhouse kick. Knocks the heads off the rock and suck and robots. Covered in grease. The grease going everywhere. And Kathy's balding, too. Well, I think it's just literally Jason Statham. Yeah, but probably with, like, a CGI little girl's face. Yeah. And then I think he just probably, like, headshots the cannellini bean. Yeah. And then he just, you know, boom, there goes Polly Pocket. And I think that probably her D creates a sort of nuclear psychic rupture that destroys the entire game and toy extended universe. That's it for this week's show, I think, Ted. Wow, what a great show. So in conclusion, always update your phone and have no fear because, you know, if you walk in the light, then you'll be fine. But if you don't walk in the light, then you're going to get rock'em sock'em. Yes, the destination is death, so enjoy the journey. Yep, every day is a winding road and everything turn, turn, turns, turns for a season, turn, turn, turn. Turn, turn, turn. Que sera, where did my iPhone go? She's all grown up now, now she's D. You know, my one of my favorite songs I'm really excited to talk about on the show, really one of the best, one of the only really truly father's songs out there, of course, is Cats in the Cradle. Yeah, I, we need to talk about Cats in the Cradle we next, need, next episode. I mean, incredible song. Uh, the One of the only songs to enshrine a dad who needs a GD minute. It really is just one long GD minute. That's what makes it so beautiful. And it was good and it was right. I mean, that's the end of the song is now the son is having a GD minute. And, yeah. and he'll pass that minute on and 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 on. And that's how life continues. A son was born just the other day. The dad was on his iPad, but that's okay. His wife said, would you mind helping out? He said, hold on a minute, take my headphones out. As he looked down at his baby son, he thought this is gonna be no fun. I wish you were an iPhone, son. Do, 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 do. And the dad's in the cradle and the silverspoon.com. The wife's with her cousin and the silver spoon. They've locked themselves in their room. And the wife's with her boyfriend and his friend, too. The dad's stuck in the door and he's turning blue. Stefan Bronson and Sarah watches on. She has got a leash around both their necks.